0: Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode. I don't know if I ever told you how I go on um, with my research before I actually record an episode and how I choose topics in the first place, but today is the day when I want to take you behind the scenes and give you an insight into what's going on before I hit that record button. So whenever I choose a topic, it's usually inspired by something that happened to me in the real life. So there was a certain incident and then this incident makes me um wonder how people are kind of thinking or ticking or how certain things are working in our brain, what's really behind it, what's the mechanism behind it, the bi- biology. Um, the psychology, because yeah, we're talking about psychology, obviously. So yeah, it's usually inspired by an incident and then I go on and do my research. So I read a lot of scientific papers, I compile their results, I put them into a nice digestible um, kind of format and then I present it to you. However, this week, I was stuck when it came to finding a topic. There was no incident that inspired me to talk about something, so my life has been apparently really dull. And then I was sitting in front of my laptop and I was thinking, well, what what can I talk about? What's an interesting topic to talk about that people might be interested in? And then I came up with the topic of sexting. I thought, hmm, is there actually research being done on sexting? So I put sexting into the search engine of my university catalog uh, that returns all the scientific papers and um, very good books that have been written on all these scientific topics. Anyway, I put sexting there. Turns out it had a lot of results. So apparently a lot of studies have been actually done on sexting. And I want to share with you what science has to say about sexting. So first of all, let's define sexting, no matter if you've engaged in sexting before or if you haven't, um, there might be different associations um, or kind of different definitions of sexting. So just to make sure that we all understand the same thing, let's define sexting, be very scientific and precise. So sexting is understood as any explicit text or image that's been sent, received or forward digitally. The emphasis is on digitally. So it has to happen digitally. Um, but there's differences, so in the in the sense that it's actually most common to be done on smartphone apps such as Snapchat. This is the biggest app that's been named when it comes to sexting. Um, And social networking sites, such as uh, Facebook, for example, are not so common to be the platform for sexting. And then also literature suggests that there are two types of sexting. So you might only have one type in your head, the one that's the, you know, the fun type where, where both people engage in sexting and they enjoy it. And it's happening with mutual consent. And this is the keyword, mutual consent. So this is called experimental sexting when it's um, two people and they both consent to it and they just engage in this um, sexually explicit um, forwarding of messages. However, there's also a type that does not have mutual consent. And this is called aggravated sexting that goes into the Um, kind of darker side of sexting because it's related to abuse and a wrongful dissemination of uh, pictures, for example, or to um, making threats um, to use any um, sexting or, or, you know, sexual um, suggestive text against you and and make a threat. Um, So yeah, this is a, a second type that's not so nice, and I hope you don't have any experience with that because it's really not cool. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Right. Now, we can have a look at how prevalent sexting is in different populations. So, first of all, I want to share with you the gender differences. It turns out that males are more the receivers than females. So males receive more sex than females. And females are more likely to be the ones sending, especially images, um, compared to the male counterparts. Um, it's also been shown that um, women or girls are more um, pressured into it than males. So I'm not saying that males can't feel pressured into um, sending um sexual suggestive images or, t- or text, but it's, it's mostly in relation to images when it comes to that. Um, it's not that males can't feel pressured, but it's more likely that girls will feel pressured into it. Um, there are also different norms when it comes to sexting behavior. Um, and for example, guys um, see it as more normal to ask for a sexually suggestive picture from a girl, whereas girls don't see it so much as a norm, but for them it's more kind of the norm to send it to a guy to comply with this request and and send a sexual suggestive picture to a guy. Right. There are also differences in age. Um, by the way, I find it <laughs> weird, really weird, <laughs> this combination of sexing, which is such a intimate and kind of... Um, yeah a rousing topic or you know like a a topic that's you know it's it's not just like you would talk about it and um like you talk about what you had for dinner and then you (laughs) mix it with science which is so um serious and it's just this weird combination I mean I guess it it does make science a bit more sexy but no not not really it's yeah, it's a mixed feeling inside me. It's like the, the, the scientist that's very empirical and then there's like the wild part in me that does engage in sexting and is not very scientific at all and just very emotional and impulsive. Anyway, let's get back to what science says about sexting. So there are differences in when it comes to age um, in the sense that there are more adults um, than adolescents um, engaging in sexting. So for adults, it's about 50% of adults that engage in sexting, and for adolescents, it's only 10%. But did this make sense? Because when you're in adolescence, you just go through your you know, puberty and your, your um, sexual development, your development of sexuality. So um, you're not really gonna engage in sexting if you haven't really gone through the stage of development so yeah Um, however there is no link between um, the amount of sexting and your age so it doesn't mean that just because you're older you will sext more um, or if you're younger you'll sext more It's, it's actually not the case However, it's the case that sending nudes has a relationship with age. So the older you get, the less likely you are to send nudes. And it's more the young adults, especially, that send or like sending nudes. So that's interesting. Maybe that's because when you're older, you're just not so keen on sharing your naked body with someone. You're just like, well, you know, you're grown out of that age and you don't need that anymore, I guess. There's also differences when it comes to the motivation behind sexting. So it's been shown or reported that younger people, so adolescents and young adults, do it mostly for the fun and for exploring their sexuality, whereas in, in older adults it's being done um when they are in a romantic and sexual relationship. So it's not just, you know, doing it for fun with a stranger. It's kind of serving the purpose of spicing up your relationship with your partner or, you know. So it's, it's really bound to this context of a relationship. Right. And that brings us to the difference in um, sex and behavior comparing, you know, single versus um, couples. So, you know, are you more likely to engage in sexting if you're single or if you're a couple? And it turns out, well, if you're in a relationship, not a couple. But yeah, anyway, it turns out that um, it's in fact the case that if you are single and have no commitments, you are in the group of the population that engages the least in sexting, whereas everyone who's in a relationship and or... um, the people who are single but are currently dating someone, those are the ones that engage in more sexting. But then again, they also have, I don't want to say more of a reason, but I mean they have a partner, like a commitment. So, you know, they, they would engage in, in more sexting. Right. Um, however, very interestingly, the length of your relationship does not influence your sexing behavior, so it doesn't mean um, just because you've been in a relationship longer or just got into a relationship that you will sext more or less, there is no such link being found, which is really cute, because I feel it's, it's still so important when you're, you're um, in like more years into your relationship that you spice things up and keep it exciting, and um, yeah, you can do that by sexting, So so great, I like it, I love that fact. Right, now let's have a look um, at the motivations behind sexting. So we kind of talked about that or kind of just I gave you a little insight into it when I talked about um, differences in age and motivations. However, I want to um, yeah just kind of give you some ideas why people engage in sexting and make you think about it perhaps from a different perspective. So one of the biggest reasons, of course, is to initiate some kind of sexual behavior. You're sexting someone because, you know, you want to explore your sexuality or you want to gain attention from your partner um, or you want to gain experience. Um, Yeah. So those are the biggest reasons. However, there's also this um, part of your body image so by sexting you can reinforce your body image you can get positive feedback on physical appearance i mean i guess you can get negative feedback which is not so great but you know most of the time you you send it and then you get positive feedback which is kind of reassuring you and your body image and and gives you good feedback about yourself um but also a reason um to engage in sexting is probably because it's you know it's it's um part of modern society it's kind of the norm because those are the the digital age this is the way of communication so also any sexual related communication and behavior will occur via digital technology so it's kind of a yeah modern norm and I guess it's just um, it's not that people didn't engage in Sexting a hundred years ago, as such as as in what I want to say there is I mean obviously they didn't because sexting is defined to be um happening online, but a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, people were still engaging in this kind of sexual behavior and and um flirting just in a different way. They were perhaps writing poems that were very sexually explicit or painting naked people and this were the ancient nudes so yeah um right and there's however also a kind of negative or yeah not so nice side when it comes to sexting um when when we're looking at the reasons behind sexting so sometimes it can happen that sex or that you sex because you feel pressured into it, you feel peer pressure, you feel social pressure, um, you are afraid of negative evaluation from your partner, you kind of um, feel that the partner is expecting you to send a picture and if you don't, you, you know, the guy won't like you anymore or the girl will stop talking to you. I mean, and it's actually, according to literature, it's, it's mostly girls where this is happening that I feel pressured into it or kind of am afraid of this negative evaluation of the guy if they don't um, send um, a sexually suggestive picture. And this is a bit of a shame. I mean, peer pressure is happening in a lot of areas. And of course, you know, it, it's natural that it also um, affects sexting or... Your sexuality, however, it's it's never a nice thing. I I've, I've had that experience before, and I guess it's it's especially occurring in younger people when you're not as confident yet, and you're more um, looking to other people towards other people and look for their opinion. You're you're um, afraid perhaps of a of a, yeah negative evaluation. You're not strong enough not confident enough yet to kind of not care that much about what other people say and do. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, this can happen as well. But if you're listening to this and um, you've had that experience, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, it's really not cool. And, yeah, you know, we, we can just all, I guess, learn from mistakes and, and try to, you know, maybe if we can prevent it in somebody else that we know, um from happening anyway <sighs> wow this uh this is the point I kind of got stuck on maybe because yeah I just feel it's, it's such a such a such a sad experience or like not nice experience when you feel pressured especially into sex thing because this is so intimate so intimate and then you shouldn't feel pressured into it so just do it like key messages just do it if you feel comfortable I'll get back to that when we talk about risk but for now um there's also been certain correlations being found when it comes to sexting. So, for example, um, according to some studies, um, there was no link between your sexting behavior and your contentment with your sex life. So, that's good news for everyone who's not sexting. It doesn't mean that you're not as happy with your sex life. It's not at all. So, you know, good. Second, <laughs> Um, there is a link, apparently, between sexting behavior and the amount of sexual partners you've had and, in general, your sexual activity. So, while sexting is not related to your contentment with your sex life, it is related to your sexual activity. So, everyone who is um, engaging a lot in sexting also tends to be a bit more active and has more partners, um, sexual partners over your lifetime. Interesting. Another interesting fact is that apparently there is a link between the personality trait of sensation-seeking or impulsive behavior and sexting. So the more you sext, um, the more impulsive you act apparently. I mean, this this makes sense in certain ways because impulsive behavior and sensation-seeking aren't generally um, associated with any kind of risky behavior. And I would say that sexting counts as a risky behavior or it, it can easily turn into a risky behavior because since you're um, sexually suggestive, like your images or your texts are distributed digitally, there is not much protection when it comes to your confidentiality and anonymity. So there is really some risk involved and so it, it does make sense that if you're more... Um, impulsive, you're also more likely to engage in sexting, while as when you're more cautious, you wouldn't necessarily turn to sexting or engage in it. Um, another interesting fact is that while you might think that sexting can raise your self-esteem because, you know, you get the positive feedback on your body or on yourself, it's actually not been um, supported by science that it does raise self-esteem when you're sexting. Right. And another interesting thing is that sexting has been associated with risky online behavior. So if you're engaging in sexting, you're also um, more likely to engage in risky online behavior. And risky online behavior means that you, for example, add strangers as friends. Um, and yeah, generally don't care so much about your data protection and confidentiality, which is kind of, you know, adding in again to this kind of impulsive behavior and, and generally engaging in risky behavior. Um, right. Yeah. So there you go. That's what studies have been found, have been, um, looking at, exploring, um, investigating in relation to sexting. Um, the last thing I want to kind of talk about are the risks. So, what kind of risks are involved when it comes to thing? Obviously, we have this this fun part to it, and I hope that it's fun for every one of you who's doing it because it should be only something you do, um, that you you know you you enjoy, and it it's um something perhaps with your partner, and it's. You know, it's spicing up your relationship, but um, the truth is that there are, you know, some downsides to it and some yeah, negative sides to sexting, unfortunately. So let's look at the risks involved. Good news is that actually sexting does not seem to um, be in a direct association with your mental health and psychosocial well-being. So it does not seem to affect this directly, which is a good thing. It doesn't. So you can't say, oh, because you're you sexting, you know, you have a higher risk to develop the mental health problem. That's not the case. So that's good. However, however, there is a link between sexting and being, as um, specifically being pressured into sexting and experiencing mental health problems especially anxiety or depression and um problems like that. So yeah, again I guess it does make sense. And this is again this um yeah negative or sad side that you can feel pressured into sex thing and then it just turns into this can turn into this horrible experience because it's something that you're you're giving away that's so intimate to you and and you feel pressured into giving it away, so you're not really consenting to it, which, you know, is the not-so-nice type of sex thing if you don't actually consent into it. Or, well, maybe you do consent, but you're pressured into that consent. Oh, well, you, you can tell um, this topic makes me really kind of um, think a lot and get very philosophical and, like, kind of serious but it's also a fun topic so you know I hope I don't spoil the fun of sexting for you and like ruin the experience for you because now that you've heard this episode you're like oh my god now I heard all these scientific findings on sexting and now it just is not fun anymore it's just this other research topic that you know I don't know Anyway, let's let's wrap that episode up. Let's let's just get it done. Um, right. So, there in terms of risk, there's also been some studies that looked at the relation between um, sexting and risky sexual behaviors such as unprotected sex. Good news again is that the findings are a bit inconsistent there, so you can't, um, there's not really um, a consensus of studies saying, okay, because you're sexing you're also more likely to engage in risky sexual behavior, so that's good. Um, nothing to worry about, according to science, if you're sexing a lot, well... Um, yeah, however, of course, there is this risk of abuse um that I mentioned in the very beginning when we talked about um, sexting when it's not um, happening on the basis of mutual consent, and then it, um, yeah, can lead to abuse, which is not great. So, yeah, but apart from this bad side to it, this, yeah, kind of dark side to it, Sexting is a lot of fun, it is, I, I think, at least, it, it can be, it, it, it's cool, it's really cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, oh, well, wow, well, this episode, yeah, it's about to end now, guys, um, it was a bit all over the place, but I hope you still learned something from science about sexting and you found it maybe a bit engaging and interesting and if you have any comments any questions please let me know and if you do have any recommendations or suggestions for new topics please also let me know because if I don't get inspired by something in my life you just can see that it turns out to, to get into topics that are this weird mix of science and sex and what the hell <laughs> so on that note I'll leave you to it and um, thanks for listening